1: is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
2: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Situation in the Middle East now hitting closer to home. President Biden says three American soldiers have been killed, 25 wounded in a drone strike in Jordan, and Biden blames the attack on Iran-backed militia groups and says those responsible for the deaths of Americans will pay. House Republicans releasing two articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Republicans have vowed to push forward with efforts to oust the cabinet member over his failure to manage the U.S.-Mexico border. Officials in Turkey say two masked men attacked a Catholic church in Istanbul during Sunday services. One person has been killed. An investigation has now gotten underway. This is SRN News.
1: Charlie Kirk believes we're seeing unprecedented behavior. This is not an exaggeration. This is not hyperbole. This is an attempt to nullify the United States Constitution. This is not justice, everybody. This is seething, neurotic revenge. Revenge against Donald J. Trump for even daring to run for the presidency. The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. How would you like to
3: travel on an unforgettable Patriots Alaska cruise with Dr. Sebastian Gorka? All you have to do is visit our website, am1280thepatriot.com, and click on the Patriots Alaska cruise
4: banner for your chance to sign up for this trip today. That's at am1280thepatriot.com. From the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios, your forecast for tonight, low of 28 degrees with partly cloudy skies for the overnight. And tomorrow for your Monday, partly sunny with a high of 43
3: degrees.
0: Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded.
3: Stand by for the
1: Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence.
4: AM 1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network Back with our number two of the broadcast We like to call The Closer That's me Brad Carlson Thanks as always for tuning into our show You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org And we are here to take a phone call 651-289-4488 You can also weigh in via Twitter Just use hashtag Narnshow That's hashtag N-A-R-N show For comments or questions And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook Feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give our page a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And, again, you could view the broadcast, leave a comment or a question. Uh, just as uh, Wild Wilson and his uh, friend Joan Bradley have done from down in Texas. Uh, Wild is telling me uh, that they're smoking baby back pork loins, ribs, and brats. Man, whoo. Wow, that sounds good, brother. I'm I'm jealous, man. I got to be honest with you. But uh <laughs> we hope you're enjoying that uh, time down in Texas and uh, thank you as always for tuning in sir. We appreciate it. So, we want to uh transition a little bit to presidential politics. Now, it was last I think it was pretty much last week at this time when we got breaking news that Ron DeSantis, Florida governor, was dropping out of the presidential race and uh, then in turn gave tacit support uh, to Donald Trump for president. Because obviously uh, Ron DeSantis and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley were probably the most two uh, uh, viable non-Trump candidates. And, of course, DeSantis and Haley were going back and forth. They even had to debate just the two of them within the past couple of weeks. So naturally, uh, when DeSantis dropped, he was going to... Uh, uh, give at least tacit support to Trump. And I, I had mentioned that shortly thereafter, there was uh, Trump's call for unity, basically saying the race, in all for all intents and purposes, is over. Now, he had romped in Iowa, won 98 of the 99 counties, the only county he lost. He lost by one vote. And again, I'm certain there are some Trumpkins who are demanding a recount in the one county he lost or or attributing it to fraud, but whatever. And then, of course, New Hampshire was this past week, and Trump won handily in New Hampshire. Many thought Nikki Haley might drop out. She is at least going to stick in there until uh, the South Carolina primary. Of course, South Carolina is Haley's home state. But in the meantime, there have been some high-profile donors of Nikki Haley who have expressed concern to the point where I think they're either lessening their campaign contributions or withdrawing altogether. So if Nikki Haley doesn't win her home state of South Carolina, I I don't see a realistic path forward for her, to to be perfectly blunt, and that would basically clear the deck for uh, Donald Trump to be the presumptive nominee. But what really struck me is you had some had Trump basically calling for unity after DeSantis dropped, because I think you know whether he wanted to admit it or not. Um, even amongst all of his gaslighting about Ron DeSantis' record, he probably deep down, though he would never say it, felt that DeSantis was the biggest threat to him being the Republican nominee. So DeSantis dropped out of the race, gave tacit support to Trump, and combined that with the fact Trump scored a decisive victory in Iowa, and then, of course, uh, like say this past week, won New Hampshire quite convincingly. Uh Trump basically said look it's all over but the crying. Now to Trump's credit uh he denied the RNC's uh document there was a I guess there was a document that was drafted by the RNC declaring Trump the presumptive nominee even though Nikki Haley was still in the race and there are still voters who are going to be supporting her and again I don't believe she will win but still this idea that you are going to declare Trump the presumptive nominee even though Nikki Haley is still in the race and she still has supporters that are working hard on her behalf, uh, that's not how you unify a party. And apparently that draft, that memo was withdrawn and Trump, to his credit, you know, and, it, and there's always ulterior motive with him anyways, but I'll at least give him credit up front. said, no, nah, no, nah, I, I want to win fair and square as long as Nikki Haley is still in the race, you know, I want to see who gets the most votes, and I believe it will be me. And I agree with him. Well, with Trump's most formidable Republican challenger, i.e. DeSantis, having stepped aside, certainly, certainly, the Trumpkins were ready to receive DeSantis and his supporters with open arms, right? Well, let me just uh, read you a few of the tweets that came out after DeSantis dropped out. Of course, one of Trump's top performative leg humpers, Charlie Kirk, who can be heard on these Salem uh, affiliate, you know, on national Salem radio, said, glad DeSantis is dropping out. About time. He should now be asked to raise back the $120 million that was wasted on his campaign the last year. We need it to win in November. But hey, unity, right, Charlie? Here's the thing. why, why, How did DeSantis raise $120 million? Because there were some people who saw him as a very viable alternative to your guy, Trump, Charlie. So if your guy, Trump, is so fantastic, going to make America great again, then how was DeSantis able to raise $120 million? So I can't say what I really believe, what I really want to say to that tweet, except to say, go pound sand, Charlie. You know, I mean, what, what a, what a mental midget! I, I just, I, I, I can't believe this crap. It's like, you know what? If you were actually intellectually honest, Charlie, I know, I know, folks, work with me here. You'd say that, hey, you know, we didn't do too well with moderate Republicans or independents uh, in 2020. We might want to work on shoring that up instead of airing old grievances here. But I, I think Charlie is just. You know he's saying, "Well, we need uh, we need that to win in November." Yeah, you need to pay your guys' legal bills. That's what you need the money for. So, uh, Leo Terrell comes in says, "Smart move, Ron, uh, to drop out and endorse Trump." You are still a traitor. Your political career is over. Loyalty is very important to Trump. You betrayed Trump. You right You allowed rhinos to destroy your career, um, which is utterly incoherent because um, Ron DeSantis actually was a. The most uh, prominent performing Republican in the 2022 midterms and is one of the few states that didn't adhere to the draconian COVID lockdowns and has thrived economically. And oh, yeah, students didn't lose valuable time in the classroom and are much further along in their learning aptitude than states that did shut down. But hey, Rhino, right, Leo Terrell? And uh, Laura Loomer, who uh, once. Uh, accused Ron DeSantis' wife, Casey DeSantis, of uh, faking cancer. How you have this hag around your campaign, I, I have no idea. Uh, we can take the votes of DeSantis supporters, but Ron DeSantis is done. He has termed out as governor. It's a bad look for him to be included back in the fold. There's nothing uh, mega about him, and some of us work way too hard to watch Ron DeSantis get off easy. He needs to be condemned and forgotten. His supporters should humble themselves, vote for Trump, and be grateful for President Trump. Ron DeSantis is a globalist. Why? He needs to be kept uh, as far away as possible from the Trump campaign. He can't uh, be allowed to ever have another chance. But, but unity, right? Unity? And then you have the uh, New York, let's see what the name of this organization, the New York uh, Young Republican Club. They firmly and unmistakably reject Desantis's endorsement of Trump. DeSantis is not, and never was, an America First candidate. Rather, he is a country club mouthpiece of the neoliberal ring of the GOP who would prefer to go back to the halcyon days of Paul Ryan and Eric Cantor. Boy, that's some IMAX theater-level projection there, but I gross Don't be fooled by Desantis's appeal to the mega movement. He represents nothing more than a reversion to the establishment Republican Party of the early aughts that championed billionaire tax cuts, um, might want to look at the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that was passed during Trump's administration. There, guys, uh, the sunsetting of Social Security and unfettered illegal immigration at the southern border. We we wish the sad and brooding empty suit that is Ron DeSantis a happy early retirement, for he has jettisoned any chance of a viable political future with his shameless displays of cowardice and betrayal. But unity, right? Unity. We're calling for unity here. So this this is the. This is a campaign that has learned absolutely nothing from 2020. I mean, when Trump is flat out asked, hey, uh, you're you're kind of bleeding support among moderate Republicans as well as independents in this. These elections these days are kind of won and lost in the suburbs and you didn't do very well in the suburbs. Worse than most Republicans, as a matter of fact. Uh, How do you how do you plan to shore up that that voting base that you're going to need here and Trump's strategy is well I had enough votes in 2020 it just was stolen from me so that's how they're going to go that's how they're going to move forward in this campaign is delusion so someone could explain if someone could explain to me how alienating the supporters of Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley basically saying we we don't want your kind we don't welcome we don't we're not interested in your kind. Basically saying anybody that has ever uh, donated money to Nikki Haley, we don't want him. How how is that going to help you win in the general election? I mean that that's just yeah you know, that's the classic you know drinking you know, taking a, a swig of, of cyanide in your water and expecting someone else to get sick or die. It, it's 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 absolutely unbelievable. I'll, I'll just um, do we have a cuts number four and five ready, Spencer. So uh, we've got, got a few minutes here, so I'll get to these um, particular audio clips. So in the aftermath of Trump's decisive victory in New Hampshire, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Congresswoman out of Georgia, and a uh, chief Trump surrogate. This is cut number four. This is what she had to say in response to uh, Trump's winning. And if uh, Republicans aren't 100 percent in lockstep with Trump, here's what could happen. Cut number four.
5: Uh, this is a true change for the Republican Party. It says that not only do we support President Trump, we support his policies. And any Republican that isn't willing to adapt these policies, are we, we are completely eradicating from the party. So it's up to Nikki Haley uh, what she does.
4: Eradicating from the party for anyone who doesn't adapt mega policies, which um, I got to be honest, You lost the popular vote in 2016, even though you won the electoral vote. You lost a popular vote. So you can't win a majority of Americans with just the mega policies. And then on top of that, saying you're going to eradicate any Republicans who were willing to hold their nose or, like me in 2016, don a hazmat suit to vote for Trump, um, that's not a winning strategy. Not a winning strategy. And uh we'll wrap it up with cut number five. Here's Trump himself. He was uh calling uh Nikki Haley. Let me see if I he was calling her Nimbra. Nimbra Haley, kind of as a takeoff of her real now her she goes by her middle name, Nikki, Nikki Haley, but her given name is Nimirata. Nimirata Nikki Haley is her full name. And Trump was calling her Nimbra in an interview with Fox News Brett Bear. And Brett Bear was asking him about that. Um Mr. President, why are you butchering uh, Nikki Haley's name here? This is guy number five.
6: It just felt good to me. And with her, it's just something that came. It's a little bit of a takeoff on her name, you know, her name, wherever she may come from. But yeah. uh, it's just what do you mean by that? Big, what do you mean? Uh, it's a little bit of a takeoff. I look at her name. I look at a lot of people. You know, I do a lot of uh, names for people, like Pocahontas. Uh, she said, my mother said I look like an Indian, so I started calling her Pocahontas. Some people say I'm very good at that, but... Uh, they just
4: felt- so you're bleeding moderate Republican support. You're getting killed with independents, as was seen in New Hampshire primary. New ind- independents crossed over and voted overwhelmingly for Haley in New Hampshire. And yet, your this, this is this, this is your strategy to try, try to win these people over. Again, they're, they're basically saying we don't need rhinos. We don't need you. We don't need you. We don't need you. This is quite a different message from 2016. You know, we were getting some of the Trump surrogates who were the exact opposite. They are saying, like Laura Ingram, the chief among them. I remember in 2016 telling people, put on your big boy pants and vote for Trump. The race is over. He's won. Put on your big boy pants and vote for him, just like you were telling us to vote for McCain or Romney. We're asking you to do the same for Trump. And you know what? Enough people acquiesced to where Trump got elected in 2016. Well, guess what? Now, as we saw in 2020, independents and moderate GOP didn't vote for Trump. And so your response to try to draw them back in, is this kind of garbage? You're going to eradicate them if they don't fall in lockstep? Or, hey, I'm going to call Nikki Haley a takeoff of her, of her given name, you know, because, I, because I'm basically a petulant child. I don't, I don't understand the strategy here. I absolutely do not understand the strategy. Okay, so unless Trump is going to make that presidential pivot that he promised us was coming in 2016, um, he's creating himself an uphill battle to to win in November. What might win the Republican nomination is going to be a lot more difficult to win in general. And they don't seem to grasp that. And the fact that they don't grasp that is probably the biggest issue. Uh, Jim in Ham Lake is on line one. Jim, if there is any way you can hold during the break, I promise I'll take your call immediately when we come back. And also available to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
7: (laughs)
1: Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker.
3: Now streaming AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio.
1: Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis.
3: The
4: basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy,
2: 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com.
7: We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older. But it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her relief factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low back pain lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pain, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the 3-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It all comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. That number, 1-800-the number 4-RELIEF
6: That's 800-949-8708. She's smart, beautiful, and a
1: former Fox Business Channel host. Now you can hear her take on the day's financial news on the Trish Regan Show on the Salem Podcast Network. Hear intelligent radio through your smart speaker. Just say, play Play the Patriot Patriot Minneapolis. Minneapolis.
4: Hey, welcome back. I am 1280 the Patriot. No joke.
1: I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm done to make sure it's broken. Northern I'm Alliance Radio Network with me Brad Carlson. Nobody press up and mess up the scene I, say. I And here to
4: take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag #NarnShow, That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. And don't forget the live stream of our broadcast is up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, so give us a like or follow if you haven't done so already. And as always, we thank you for tuning in. Is Jim still with us? On Okay. Jim, I appreciate your patience. Uh, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead, sir.
8: Well, I turn on the Patriot channel so I can get a dose of, uh, almost like walking in a warm shower every morning, but then uh, there's no warm water left. I mean, it's, it just turns cold. And I, I, quicker than I can say cold. I mean... Every week after week, you're always bashing Trump, and believe it or not, he's going to be the nominee. He is. I mean, I agree. It, it, is, it is what it, And and you know what? It's not even close. I agree. And and uh, and and uh, you, you know, a while back you mentioned January 6th, like uh, it's almost self-intuitive to everybody. This uh, insurrection or whatever the heck, and that's just not so. And I don't believe it was. It was.
4: I've, I've said repeatedly, I don't believe no, it was an insurrection. I believe it was a bunch of idiots January having 6th. a temper tantrum. I've never said it was an insurrection. I have never said that. I said it's a bunch of you idiots that had a temper tantrum.
8: January 6th and Donald Trump and Georgia. That's what you mentioned. And if it was so self-intuitive, then why aren't the other national syndicate patriot channel like Tucker Carlson or, 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 or Sean Haney, why aren't they mentioning it? Why aren't they not it? Why is it only you? Are you smarter than them? Do you have any more information than them? I have an opinion just they're like they do. Totally... Well, week in and week out on the Patreon channel against the McClure, this guy put me 14% on 401k through, through his four years of, of whatever. I have less now on 401k than when Biden took office. But yet, you would be the one that would vote to from the police before you ever vote to in. You'd vote to open the borders before you.
4: Yeah, well, uh, first of all, to, uh, if you're, where did I bash Trump in this previous segment? I was bashing his surrogates, where Trump, and I gave Trump credit, I said Trump called for unity after DeSantis dropped out, and then I mentioned his surrogates, Charlie Kirk, Leo Terrell, Laura Loomer, New York Young Republicans, all of them that went and basically kicked the DeSantis supporters while they're down. There were people who were sub- passionately supporting DeSantis, like you people passionately support Trump, And yet if Trump's the front runner and yet people go off on me when I am critical of him, but yet they're willing to humiliate the Haley and DeSantis supporters for not falling in line behind him. How is that a winning strategy in the general election? That's just me saying your guy has no shot to win the general election if he keeps this stuff up. That's not bashing. That's just pointing out, hey, he's bleeding support among moderate Republicans and independents. I'm just one person. I I have nothing to do with that. I have zero to do with that. Oh,
8: I just disagree with you. Seventy-five percent. Oh, D-
4: disagree 75%. with me with what? He's bleeding support among moderate Republicans and Independents. Oh, the man. polls say exactly that. Split hairs. Seventy-five percent. You're going to split hairs.
8: Some. How how, how the is Republican he? Then you tell me
4: he cannot it's win stupid. a general election without moderate Republicans and doing better among well, Independents. Even, you tell me how he's uh, going I to no lock idea. them in. I,
8: I don't even know if it's an issue. Believe it. we real honest. I really don't.
4: You You don't, don't believe it's an issue that he doesn't do. get enough votes to win a general election. That sounds like an issue to me.
8: <laughs> no, that's certainly not what I
4: said. I mean, well, what, 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 then what are you saying is not an issue? Well, I'm
8: saying your 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 your, your point regarding moderate Republicans that don't have Trump support. You know, that's I'm like. Man, you're really grasping the straws here, when, especially when you're talking 75 percent of Republicans in, in New Hampshire voted for him. And you're going to go to the little segment that doesn't You need more than Trump. just Republicans Man, in New Hampshire to win. I, I got yeah, news for well, you. Mickey Haley got all the vote. They, they, all the Democrats got together and voted in the Republican uh, uh, whatever primary or whatever. And he she's still lost by a landslide. right but that's not but that, probably, that's probably good enough to winckey
4: yeah that's good enough to win the Republican primary but it's not good enough to win a general election. Is. that's my point that's my well, point we're not in the
8: general election yet well uh, that's what I'm as, saying and, and as far as far as your comment on the on the on the general election he, he, he didn't win the win the popular vote in 2016 he already commented on this. if I was running for the popular vote I would have won the popular vote but he was running for the general election.
4: Yeah, you know? right. I and,
8: and have an electrical college,
4: and and, and and that's why— And he lost it in 2020, he, and how is he, he, he going to, to shore that up in 2024? That's my question. If he lost in 2020, well, and he's bleeding support from what he had in 2020, how is that a winning strategy for 2024? I don't understand. That's what well, I'm asking. I when, you
8: know, well, and you know, and I don't know. I, I think, generally speaking, the reason why I called— So how's that bashing because, him? I'm uh, asking a question, of, and I'm bashing him? You support for Trump, Yeah, and, and, and you bash him, you take— Every week you come on the air on this and 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 you, you bash him even though he's 100 percent completely the, the front runner in this whole you know I agree Republican election and 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 you take you take the opportunity to bash him you've got, you've got issues on the border you could talk about. Um, right, and I uh, and I said the first
4: hour uh, that that's the police hate. I said the first the hour police? that's to his advantage that there's issues at the border. I'm sad to say that our country's being overrun with illegals, but that is something like Rahm Emanuel talked about. Never let a good crisis go to waste. If Trump would just focus on that, that could get it right back in his wheelhouse. I, I said that in the first hour. I gave Trump him his credit.
8: The, he he tried to get the wall going as far as that goes, and he was shut down like crazy. There's yeah. a reason why they're opening up the border so they get more boats. Yeah, I agree.
4: Yeah, we agree. And like I say, you know, if he would just if we would just pivot and focus on the election instead hey, of instead of mouthing Nikki wish. Haley and his supporters, he might win a general election. Hey, but at this rate, he's not going to win it. It's a fight.
8: It's a fight. This, this primarily, it's a fight. Okay, they're going to be friends afterwards. You know what I mean? It's
4: yeah, a, but it, when you're when you're basically it telling it you're basically telling Nikki Paley supporters, hey, if you supported her, we don't want you as part of the party. When you get Marjorie Taylor Greene saying, hey, if you're not going to stand 100 percent in lockstep, we don't want you as part of our party. I don't that's know. Not, that's not. I don't not gonna have any work. proof,
8: but I'm sure. I'm sure she threw. She threw some stones too, man. I'm, I'm sure she did. I don't know, but I would assume she did. You know what I mean? It's it's part of the deal. It's it it is what you do. It is what it is when you stand up on that stage to win an election. And it it's so unfortunate that we got our cut our own throats, but it's weird. Yeah, um man. I wish the Democrats would do more of the same, but you know, it's God, I don't know.
4: Yeah, because De- yeah, thanks for the call, Jim. We appreciate it. Look, I I get this a lot. I got uh, I got direct messages, and you know I got comments on my blog and and messages on my Facebook page. Why do you bash Trump? Why do you bash Trump? Me pointing out that he is bleeding support among moderate Republicans and independents, and thus that is not a general election strategy. And also losing support in the suburbs, which are key to winning swing states like Arizona and Wisconsin and Georgia and Pennsylvania, all of which he lost in twenty twenty. That's not bashing him. That's pointing out the electoral reality. Okay, my pointing that out isn't going to hurt or help his candidacy. That's just the way the polling is. And unless he pivots to a general election strategy where he's focusing on issues, i.e. the border, which is in his wheelhouse. uh, This is the kind of stuff that's going to happen. Look, we got a long ways to November, so it can still easily be turned around because we've got a walking cadaver in the White House. But if this is the stuff that's going to continue over several months bashing supporters of his opponents, uh, it's going to be a long night uh, come November, general election night. Me, Brad Carlson, back in mere moments. Go nowhere.
5: It takes teamwork to stay safe on Minnesota roads during the winter. You can help. When you see snow plows at work, slow down. Slower speeds can save lives. Don't crowd the plow and leave plenty of space between yourself and other vehicles. Keep your headlights on to see and be seen. Avoid distractions and always stay alert behind the wheel. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station.
0: All of us love sports. But not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. Minnesota High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're
7: good for you. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association.
8: Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro Life Across America is non-political and totally educational.
5: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. No!
0: There are over 5 million podcasts out there with over 70 million episodes between them. But let's face it, only a few have the Salem stamp of approval. Before getting lost in that jungle, find the ones we recommend at salempodcastnetwork.com. Or the app. Find Charlie Kirk, Dinesh D'Souza, Trish Regan, Jenna Ellis, and Dennis and Julie, and tons more. We vet their content so you don't have to. And the nice thing is, just like this radio station, they're always on message. SalemPodcastNetwork.com.
4: Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 651 289 4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARNSHOW. That's hashtag NARNSHOW for comments or questions. And don't forget our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where you can give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And uh, follow along as we have the uh, live stream of the broadcast up and running. And as always, we uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I got a couple more callers here. Uh, let's uh, go to uh, line one, Bob in Shoreview. Bob, always good to hear from you, sir. You are on the broadcast.
5: Uh, thanks. I just had a brief comment. Uh, in 2020, we didn't have the disastrous presidency of Joe Biden to compare to. So I think this time around, Joe Biden's going to have a harder time. And, you know, it, people are always trying to decide, uh who's the lesser of the two evils. So I think Trump still has, has a good chance. But I, I, I want to thank you for pointing out where we have deficiencies because, you know, we always need to be on the on guard and correct them before November. So you're doing yep. a good job, Brett.
4: Yeah, thanks, Bob. And that's, yeah, I appreciate the call, Bob. Yeah, like I say, I've had my criticisms of Trump, but I, I don't like how my pointing out how he is suffering with critical voting blocks of the of the uh, Republican Party is somehow bashing him it's like no this is something that needs to be shored up now again we talked about a few weeks ago that Joe Biden is bleeding his support among Hispanics now the democrat is always going to get the majority of the vote from Hispanics but unless it's above a certain percentage unless it's a significant majority that puts the democrat in danger and the Hispanics Hispanic Americans who live here don't like the situation at the border. In fact, they probably loathe it more than most Americans because they did the right thing. They waited in line. They they went through the legal channels in order to become citizens. And the fact that they that people are just streaming across here and allowed to stay, yeah, they're not down with that. So that's where Trump can take advantage of Joe Biden bleeding support among Hispanics. The problem is— if you're maybe getting votes a bigger percentage of the hispanics and trump got the largest share of the non-white vote than any republican had got since i think nixon in you know trump got that in 2020 that's to his advantage but when you lose key republican constituencies uh, you just you're you just it's it's not a big enough trade-off unfortunately for him for him to win so we appreciate the call bob thanks so much I uh, got a couple other callers we want to get to line uh, line one. Tom in St. Paul. Tom, go ahead.
9: So I'm looking at the uh, the Real Clear Politics uh, polling averages here, and um, I don't see the independence on what I'm looking at here. But as of today, it's got on um, the general election. It's got Trump 43, Biden 38. Uh, that's Trump plus five. And if uh, Phillips and Kennedy are in the mix, it's Trump 39, Biden 34, still Trump plus five. So uh, and you look at the betting averages, the RCP betting average, uh, we've got... Trump running away with things on that as well. Trump forty-four and then uh, Biden thirty-four. Now so is this 10...
4: popular vote or is this a state-by-state state poll? Because uh, obviously it's an electoral college. The states are yeah, more th- critical.
9: Right, right. This is this is the popular vote on on the uh, real clear politics. But uh, from what I've last heard, state by state, the uh, swing states, uh, Trump's beating Biden in every one of them. I think except for. Perhaps one. Uh, I think there's like six or five or six important swing states or uh, that, you know, uh, that will probably determine the election in the oh, end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, for what I understand, Trump is up on all those. Of... now. I'm no I, I, I'm not. A, I, I'm kind of like you when it comes to Trump but I'm certainly going to be voting for him if he's our uh if he's our um nominee which it looks like it's going to be because there's yes, not, no way in HE double toothpicks that I will be voting for Biden. <laughs> so <laughs> That's fair. uh I but I I I'm, I'm, I'm a big DeSantis fan. I I do not detest Haley like a lot of the people do. Um uh so you know it, it but uh if Trump and you know Trump he's quick with his words sometimes too quick and he says says stupid things a lot of times but you know the policies are what count in the end and so i try to ignore the, yeah. uh, the childhood childish uh, quips he tends to make um but i don't know you know it, it's I, I just wish we were in a better place and didn't have either of these two running uh, uh or at the top of the ticket this Round, but looks like it's going to be Trump for sure. And I don't know what's going to happen to Biden here uh, as things go down the road. But, anyways, that's uh, what it looks like right now. Trump up five on the Real Clear Politics uh, general election poll. Now, is
4: that registered voters or likely voters? Because that, that makes uh, a difference. Too.
9: It says general election Trumpers by, and it says this is a Reuters Ipsos uh, uh, polling. And let me see, this says, um, Uh. I th- registered voters. Yep. Okay. Registered voters, yep. Okay.
4: Yeah. I appreciate the call time. Thanks so much. Yeah. Obviously likely voters, that's going to be more indicative. Uh, hence the name likely voters of who's going to vote in the, in the general election. So look, I'm not saying Trump has no shot. Please don't misunderstand me. But what I am saying is that he can't continue. You can't continue to go down this road because he lost key constituencies of the Republican party in 2020 and it allowed Biden to come in. Now, to Bob's point, Biden now has a track record as president and people definitely do not want him back. But they don't want Trump instead is, uh, you know, as far as the independents. So, again, the independents are ultimately going to have to make a decision. Do they vote for the lesser of two evils or will they go vote for third party? You know, I, again, people are going to uh, they're going to make up their minds however they make up their minds. And how whatever rationale they bring into the, the voting booth, you know, that's up to them. But like I said, there is an opportunity for Trump to be looked at as kind of the uh, restorative of norms candidate because of what's happening at the border. And again, he can he finally came out with a statement throwing his support behind uh, Governor Abbott, you know, which was the which was the wise thing to do politically. So, again, for his sake, hopefully he's figuring it out. But like I say, um, when you're. Referring to Nikki Haley as bird brain, um, I don't see how that's again. I'm, I'm a broken record here. I don't see how that's going to appeal to to her voters, okay? Because people aren't beyond staying at home, and we've we've seen that happen in prior elections. So, uh, line two, Dan in Invergrove Heights. Dan, always good to hear from you, sir. You are on the broadcast.
2: Hello, Brad. Always good to talk with you. Thank you for doing what you do. I appreciate you so much. You don't know. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Uh, My question is, do you think it would help President Trump if he came out on a social issue and said something to the effect of, you know, if in the beginning it was Adam and Evan instead of Adam and Eve, the beginning would have been the end. It's impossible for a man to become a woman. I mean, something like that. Do you think that would help? him or heard him.
4: Yeah, uh thanks for the call, Dan, I appreciate it. I well, it certainly wouldn't help him with any uh with any moderates or people on the left. I think people are look at that as kind of you know, well, he's been asked that question by Megan uh Megan Kelly, you know, uh um something along the lines of a trans question. I forget exactly how Megan uh Kelly phrased it. Something about I think if men can men give can men get pregnant. And he was re- kind of hesitant on that because he knows That uh, among Republican presidential candidates, he's probably had the most support of the LGBTQ community than any Republican prior to him. And that's not saying a lot because this has only really become a big issue the last uh, couple decades. So and of course, uh, Caitlyn Jenner is a friend of his. So he certainly so that's Trump's thing. He doesn't he he knows people within that community and doesn't want to alienate them. And, you know, because that's that whole loyalty thing. So he, I don't think he wants to get specific. So I don't know, Dan. If I, if I had to answer, uh, I don't think it would be helpful. Uh, how much it would hurt him, I have no idea. But I don't think it would be uh, a, a huge leg up to be to be perfectly honest. That that's a that's an interesting question. I guess I haven't given it a lot of thought. All I know is his mindset because he has drawn in a, a pretty good number of that constituency, and plus he has friends within that community. I don't know that he really wants to go down that road because, again, uh, he's he's big on the loyalty thing, as we've seen. So, uh, a lot of great calls. I, I appreciate it. Look, I like like I was saying in the aftermath of Jim's call, you know, I got a comment on my blog. I got you know they're tired of the Trump bashing. I got a direct message on Facebook. You know, tired tired of the Trump bashing. You know, because you please not talk about Trump so much. Da 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 da. And it's like, look, he's giving he's giving me fodder. All right, he's saying these things. I'm pointing out the things that he's saying. So I don't understand how that's Trump bashing. If if you're if you say, well, there's nothing wrong with him calling uh Nikki Haley a bird brain or say or his surrogates wanting to eradicate people from the Republican Party if they don't fall in lockstep, if you think that's okay, then fine, come out and say it. But me pointing it out what these people saying, I don't understand how that's that's bashing Trump. Now yeah, I, I have I have my I was taking more shots at his surrogates in that first segment, because, again, I was the one who gave Trump credit. I said Trump called for unity after DeSantis dropped out. And yet you have his some of his top surrogates, his most high profile surrogates like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Charlie Kirk and Leo Terrell and Laura Loomer, all basically saying we don't want your kind around here. The New York Young Republicans Club. Basically uh, trashing DeSantis, saying he has no political future when he was. Basically the one shining light in 2022 in the midterms where he dramatically outperformed any candidate that had the whiff of Trump on them. These are facts that I'm pointing out. It's not bashing him. And again, I I don't mind that you say that I'm bashing him, but I'm going to I'm going to push back and say, well, how is me playing audio clips of things he's literally saying? I, I don't understand how that's bashing him. So. Again, your mileage may vary, but this is going to be a long election cycle, and I, I will definitely give Trump credit where credit is due. Again, he was strong in the border. He had some good border policies. We had a border agent on in the first hour who basically touted Trump's border policy and how it was working until Joe Biden assumed office. And all I'm saying is if Trump pivots back to that, that is a winning issue because that is an issue for, first and foremost on people's minds. And guess what? People aren't really thinking about Election Day right now. They probably won't until late summer, early fall. So I'm not saying it's over for him, but I'm saying he has to start right now to ramp up the momentum. And if there's any way he can rein into surrogates and say, "Um, the crap you're saying on Twitter, you know, is not helpful. We need these voters. there's any way he could say that to him privately and still keep his ego in check, all the better. So, but again... I appreciate all the calls. I just want to offer clarification. Yeah, sometimes I, I I get angry and frustrated, and I say I get personal. I I levy personal attacks on Trump. I admit that I don't believe today was one of those days. So one final segment coming up on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson, back in mere moments. At AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network again six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That is the number to call, and we'll be back in mere moments. Go nowhere.
0: Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group.
3: Are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best selling author, and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress-free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay, call right now. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535.
5: This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pragertopia coffee mug. Go to pragertopia.com or click the banner at dennisprager.com.
0: China is attacking the US patent system. Stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, this shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security.
5: Dominating technology means
0: you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com.
1: You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more.
8: Hey,
4: welcome back. am 1280 the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Is me, Brad Carlson. One final segment on the broadcast. Hey, let's talk about something that we Minnesotans, uh, at least uh, Republican Minnesotans, can all agree on. Isn't it a great thing that Joe Maurer was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame this past Tuesday? Uh, Maurer, a first ballot Hall of Famer, got in with 79.1% of the vote. Uh, which, uh, or excuse me, 76.1, 76.1. You needed a minimum 75% to get in, and Maurer got 76.1%. So that's five votes. So he barely got in by five votes on the first ballot. And he is the only the third catcher in the history of the Hall of Fame to get in on the first ballot. Johnny Bench and Yvonne Rodriguez, Yvonne Pudge Rodriguez are the other two. Is that for some pretty good company? I'd say so. Uh, Jason Stark voted for Joe Maurer, and five days before the results were announced, Jason Stark gave his rationale. Jason Stark, by the way, Hall of Fame baseball writer. You think he knows a thing or two about baseball? Yeah, I'm going to defer to him on that. Uh, he explained why he voted for Joe Mauer. Is Joe Maurer an easy Hall of Famer? I thought about that question for almost two months, and even though I had no reservations about voting for him, I think easy isn't the right word. I feel as though some voters are so fixated on the way his career ended as just a league average first baseman, that they went into the process looking for reasons not to check his name. And those reasons are out there thanks to the concussions that changed the arc of his career and redirected him to first base. So I know this is tricky, but as I wrote in November, I think the way to look at Maurer is as a modern-day Ernie Banks. In the first half of Banks' career, he was a historically great offensive player at a defensive first position in shortstop. In the back half of his career, he was a first baseman who didn't hit much at a classic offense first position. Sound familiar? And he, he breaks down the comparisons um, by position in this uh, athletic piece. It's at theathletic.com. Is it okay if I mention here that Banks cruised into Cooperstown in the first ballot? Thank you. I think that's telling us something. But let's think more about Maurer. The longer I reflected on him, the more it felt as though, if we're really debating whether this man was a Hall of Famer, he was actually underrated. Here's how. As one of the best hitting catchers ever. How many catchers have ever had a 10 have ever lived had a 10 year stretch with three batting titles and a slash line that was in Maurer's 2004 to 2013 neighborhood, which is 323 batting average, 405 slugging or 405 on-base percentage and 469 slugging percentage. That answer is obviously none. As the best catcher period of his generation, here's where Maurer ranked in wins above replacement in his 10 seasons as his team's primary catcher versus every other catcher who was active in all 10 of those seasons. It wasn't close. Maurer, 44.6. Victor Martinez, 28.1. Yadier Molina, 27.6. Jorge Posada, 20. As one of the greatest number one picks ever. He was a hometown kid picked first by the Twins in the 2001 MLB draft and never spent one day playing for any other team. You know how many number one overall picks spent their whole career with one team while playing at least 500 games in the big leagues? Exactly two. Chipper Jones and Joe Maurer. I mean, he goes on and on and on. You can go to theathletic.com, do a search for Jason Stark, and read his column and get all of the stats. Uh Basically, I I guess I was kind of in a bubble because I was uh, arguing back and forth with a lot of the thumb suckers that were saying that Joe Maurer should have continued to have the year like he did in his MVP season of 2009 if he was going to make the money he was making. And they were blaming Maurer for the Twins not signing anybody else after he signed his eight-year contract, which was incorrect. The Twins did sign other big-name free agents—or they signed other free agents— to significant dollar contracts. They didn't spend the money well, but they spent it. So the idea that they didn't spend money because of Maurer is false. It's just flat-out false. And the, And saying he was soft because they moved him out from behind the plate, well, again, he had a literal brain injury. And if you have a brain injury and you continue to play catcher and you take a foul tip off the mask like catchers do multiple times per game, um, what is that going to do to your long-term health? And guess what? After 2013, Maurer still had five years left on his contract. So the Twins knew, you know what? We'll move him to first base. We may not getting our value with Maurer being a first baseman, but guess what? At least we're getting some value. And by the way, what he did in his first five seasons, six seasons, the Twins paid him like $30 million over the first six seasons. You think they got some value out of that? Three batting titles and an MVP? Yeah, I think so. So I, I just say this as a as someone who was born and raised in St. Paul and lived there the first 28 years of my life. I took a tremendous amount of pride in this. Uh, I remember I was at my day job. I was wrapping up my work day and they were announcing the results at 5 p.m. on Tuesday. And I live stream MLB Network on Facebook to announce the results. And my heart was fluttering. My my palms were getting sweaty. It's like, my God, I feel like I did last October when the Twins were on the verge of finally winning a playoff game for the first time in 19 years. I felt that nervous. I'm thinking, why am I so nervous? Even if he doesn't get in, it looks like he has enough momentum to where certainly he's going to get in next year because, you know, of course, he'd have nine more years on the ballot, right, as long as he didn't dip below 5%, which wasn't going to happen. And so I was just so elated. You know, I again, I grew up in St. Paul, and I get it. St. Paul is the capital city of Minnesota, not Minneapolis. It's St. Paul. Learn your facts. St. Paul is a capital city of Minnesota. And yet, it almost has, when I was growing up, had this tight-knit community feeling where we took a lot of pride in people from St. Paul who accomplished a lot. Comedian Louis Anderson had a great career. He grew up a few miles from me. Um, He was older than I was, but I knew where he lived. And uh, Charles Schultz of the Peanuts comic strip, Charlie Brown. You know, he was a classmate of my great-uncle Richard. Fun fact there. And so we take pride in those who uh, accomplished a lot of great things from St. Paul. And Maurer, the name Maurer is synonymous with sports in St. Paul because Joe's grandfather and his grandfather's three brothers were all big-time athletes in St. Paul. And I think I mentioned this before, Joe's great uncle, Ken, Ken Maurer Sr., was my 10th grade English teacher. So we just take a lot of pride in one of our own reaching the pinnacle of their profession. And Joe Maurer doing it with the hometown twins – never playing anywhere in his 15-year career but with the Twins, made it that much more extra special. So congratulations to Joe Maurer. I'm sure he's listening, so I'm sure he's hearing my congratulations. But if you know Joe personally, please pass on my congratulations. And if you know Joe personally, uh, figure out a way that I can get him on the radio show. Huh? How about that? So as always, folks, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week.
6: Turn all of the lights on.
1: Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to
6: help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553.
7: That's 800-296-1553. We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older, but it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her relief factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low back pain... Lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pain, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three week Quick Starter Pack at ReliefFactor.com or call 1 800 for Relief. It all comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. That number, 1 800, the number four Relief, ReliefFactor.com.
5: This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all new Pragertopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now, a truly exciting new benefit my monthly online video get together for Pragertopia Plus members only. This is where, for an hour each month, Pragertopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at pragertopia.com. This is only available to Pragertopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to pragertopia.com or click the banner at Dennis com. AM 1280.